Welcome to Hannah's Heart. So Hannah, she's just one of the women who did struggle with infertility in the Bible. No matter who we are, we can be inspired by the fact that Hannah took her pain to God and God heard her and was with her. So when she was praying at the temple, she had been weeping and not eating and her lips were moving, but her eyes were closed and the priest was like, why are you drunk at the temple? Because yeah. it can become an obsession when you want Wanting a child so deeply. And desiring that baby and to be a mama. Every holiday, every Mother's Day. This is not a show that's going to promise you a certain outcome. But this is a show that says, however God answers your cry, we know that He's enough. Hey, I'm Ann. And I'm Kendra. And you are listening to Hannah's Heart on American Family Radio. And um, we invite you to join the conversation with us. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram and YouTube. There is an awesome community forming that just encourages each other through your journey. If, if this is your first time listening to Hannah's Heart, we are all about helping couples who struggle with infertility or miscarriage or family planning and adoption that can be a really stressful time in a family's life. And we want to go on that journey with you. So come partner with us. Join us on social media. You can also email us at hannahsheart at afa.net. We would love to hear your prayer requests and be praying um, and agreeing with you during this time. That's right. That's right. So today we have two people in the studio with us. Um, it's some sweet friends of mine and Will's from church. And um, they're just going to be willing to share their story and how their family has grown and gone through some hard stuff along the way, but um, really just still leading people to the Lord as they've gone through hard things of their own. So um, thank you all for being here, Jake and Jamie. Yeah. yeah. Glad to be here. Mm-hmm. We're excited for y'all to be here. And We've talked about this for a while. Of your story <laughs> earlier today, and I was like, I feel like we're having Job and his oh, and gosh. his wife on this episode. <laughs> you guys have been through a lot, and I'm excited to get into your story. Yes, they have. They have. So we all just start off just telling us a little bit about yourselves. Sure. Um, I'm Jamie. I'm Jake. And we have been married for eight years, but um, we met in college at the University of Alabama. I'm not going to say roll tie because I know not everyone <laughs> shares the fan, but I just kind of said it. Um, but he does have a shirt on. So. Yeah, he doesn't have, have an Alabama shirt on. But um, we met, the tornado took place, and I was friends with his sister, and we were on 15th Street, and she was like, hey, my brother's going to pick us up. And he did, and that's how we met, and the rest is kind of history. All right. Yeah, and we've uh, we just celebrated our eighth wedding anniversary uh, recently. Going on nine. Yeah. Ooh. And um, eight is great. Yeah. And uh, we uh, work for our family business, uh, Barnes Crossing Auto Group. We sell cars. So if you know, if you need a car, I know a guy. <laughs> Andrew in the Tupelo and area. <laughs> yes. Mississippi. Right. That's right. great. Um, and then, Jamie, you do. What do you do? Uh, I'm mostly at home with my kids right now. Um, I have a few and that a lot of them have needs, and it's my biggest blessing. That's right. Mm. That's right. And a hard job at that. Yes, it <laughs> is. It is a hard job. Um. So to get started on y'all's story, when did y'all, so you said you met at riding together in a car, but like when did y'all get, decide to get married? How'd that play out? So we dated for a year, and uh when you meet someone like Jake, it's really easy to know that you want to spend the rest of your life with them. Um, Look at him smirking <laughs> over there. 
I know. Um, Can he, we just wrap this up? Now? <laughs> <laughs> he brings the humor. I bring the emotion and the tears. <laughs> and so he reels me back in. But um, no, uh, we just are a great team. And um, I really uh, did feel like the Lord when I was in college, like I really did feel like the Lord said, well, Jake wrote me a letter and was like, hey, God told me you were going to be my wife. Wow. <laughs> and wow. I remember reading it and I actually was like doing other things um, and going on other dates. And I was like, huh, he thinks that I'm going to be his wife. <laughs> and um, But I remember praying about it in that moment. And I really felt like God was like, this is your teammate in life. And um, so we dated for a year and then got married. We had a really long engagement. Don't recommend those. <laughs> um, and it was long distance, too. And it was long oh, distance. Because wow. yeah. you were living where? I was living in Tuscaloosa. Okay. And I was in Jackson, Mississippi. Okay. So we were about three hours apart. Yes. And we saw each other on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got married in May of 2014. And um, we're married for a year before mm-hmm. we were like, but we're both one of five. And so our desire was, you know, Big family, mm-hmm. white picket mm-hmm. fence, all the dreams that everybody I think has. And so wanting children was, I think, a little bit sooner than most people. Gotcha. Mm. Gotcha. We always knew we wanted kids. I mean, and a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we, I think, right around, um, we have been married for a year and um, we had started talking about it. And then towards the end of 2015, the beginning of 2016, we were more, a little bit more like, let's really do this. Um, and we prayed about it and, um, I'm very naive to, you know, like all the things that goes into, I feel like with pregnancy, I, one thing that I didn't realize it's everything is like a recipe and it has to be added at the mm. right time. And right. It's, you you know, think it just happens. It does yeah. not. <laughs> right. Um, so, uh, and it's like got to be very specific. And so um, we ended up, it, take, it took us a, a good six months to get pregnant with our first and her name is Sawyer June. Oh. And um, we got pregnant with her in April of 2016 and then um, lost her in the very beginning of June of mm. 2016. Um, so that was our first pregnancy. Um, it had taken us, and you know, six months is relative. Like when you talk to people who walk along, but anybody walking the journey, it doesn't matter if it's one month or eight years, it feels the same, the wanting, the longing, mm, it all right, feels, right. um, very tender. And so anyways, we lost her. How far along were you? When you I was her? probably about seven, seven or eight weeks. Seven or eight yep. weeks. Uh, um, yes. <clears throat> and I don't know. I think it was one of those hard things that it was like, you tell your family, like your first pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell, we got to tell our families and we mm. did the banners and we did the signs and there was no, there was a naivety that miscarriage was a thing. None of my family members had walked through it. None of Jake's family members had walked through it. And so it was earth shattering Mm -hmm. to our family. Um, And so her pregnancy, my symptoms just kind of ended. Oh, wow. So that's how you (coughs) could tell that something was going on? Yes, and we went to the doctor for an ultrasound, and <coughs> there was no heartbeat. That's mm. how we. That's how we found out. So, were you there at that appointment, Jake? I was. Yeah, mm. and it was 
like she said, I mean, it was <coughs> the first thing that the ultrasound tech said to us was, did you know that this was a possibility? Mm. And we both That's just kind of... It's so interesting to me that you remember that because I'll never forget it. We were sitting in the ultrasound room mm-hmm. and she said, I'm sorry, there's no heartbeat. Were you expecting this? Yeah. And I remember looking at Jake and in my mind wanting to look back at her and say, how is anyone expecting right, right. this? Mm-hmm. Why would no. I be expecting I think this? that she had known that it was our first pregnancy. Mm. And so I'm not, I mean, she didn't mean it insincerely. Yeah. It just, yeah. you know, when she dropped that news to us and then just said that, you know, you know, Jamie looked over at me and she was obviously immediately crying and her mm. lip was quivering. And I was like, uh, no, I mean, I answered for us. I was like, no, we did not expect this at all. Yeah. And um, like she said, I mean, it just completely wrecked us. Um, it was definitely the weeks and months following that were the darkest time of our marriage for sure. I would agree with that. And you were only a year and a half into marriage at that point. Yep. So still very I mean, early. We were kids. We I were mean, kids. Yeah. I mean, I lost her. I was 23. Yeah. Oh, wow. 24. And maybe. I was 25 or 26. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. tell me about your faith journey during that time. What? What were your conversations Ooh. with the Lord I'm like, like? Looking at Jake, like, yeah. do you remember this time? <laughs> right. Well, at first, it was um, we didn't really even know how to grieve uh, together or separately. We hadn't really gone through major loss together or separately in our lives yet. Um, so we had to learn to grieve individually and grieve together. But at first, it was separate, and I don't recommend that. Mm. Um, it did, and you know. It took us a long time to, um, you know, we had short fuses. We weren't, you know, serving each other. We were just trying to take care of ourselves. And how you grieve, you know, each person grieves their own way. There's no uh, wrong way. You know, it's you just got to do it your way. But our two ways are very different. And we thought that... Very different. Yeah, break that down for us. Because I think it's interesting how even men and women grieve often differently. Mm -hmm. So mine uh, is to keep busy. And, you know, it's not he like... just went I'm, right back to work. Like, we lost Sawyer. I had to have... Um, so, I had a missed miscarriage. Mm-hmm. So, uh, basically, my body didn't recognize that she had stopped growing. Mm-hmm. So, still had the symptoms. It was It's a very weird thing because you walk through your days and she was not alive inside mm-hmm. of me. And that was very hard for me uh-huh. because I was wanting my body to recognize that, you know... And, and walk forward and the doctor was like, you know, this could take a while. And so um, we waited and then ended up deciding that it was too hard mm. on um, my well-being emotionally. And so we got, um, I had to have surgery. Mm. And that was really honestly the critical point of our marriage because I think Jake and I, we just are very different. Like the more that you spend time with us, you'll be like, you guys, how do y'all work? (laughs) Opposites attract. Yes, opposites attract. But um, for for me, I ended up having surgery. And for Jake, he went right back to work, woke up every morning, took care of the dogs, took care of, you know, all the things that happened. at that point. Yeah, we did only have one (laughs) dog. Um, Took care of, you know, everything that needed to be taken care of. And... Me, quit my job, mm. didn't leave my house, mm-hmm. didn't, couldn't get out of bed. I remember Jake coming home one time and I was like laying on the ground and he was like, well, what are you doing? And I was like, 
if I lay in my bed, I won't get out. Mm. And so then it was hard for me because I was looking at him and being like, how can you just go about your life? How can you just go about your things? Because I literally feel like mine is literally crumbling and it's completely turned upside down. And I don't even, I don't, I can't even function. Well, you also have the physical reminders yeah. of that mm-hmm. miscarriage from yes. going through the surgery and then, you know, every month after and that mm-hmm. desire and longing, not to mention um, a woman's hormones when she's pregnant. Right. And I'm sure that contributed yes. a lot as well. Yes. And we had just moved back into our house. Mm-hmm. Um, we had renovated it and we had just moved back into our house. So our house at that point was very empty, which mm-hmm. was very reflective of how Mm. I felt and how my heart. And so I remember we didn't have a couch for the longest time and it just felt like it felt like the four walls were just trapping me. Um, So did you have a lot of conversations with the Lord during this season or was it a, I'm not ready to talk to you yet? (laughs) It was a little bit of both. And I would say the conversations at first weren't ones that either one of us are really proud of. I mean, it was a lot of, asking and questioning and you know um how could a good god let Mm -hmm. this happen um those kinds of questions and i think honestly if you were to ask either of us which surprisingly as we get into our story if you ask us which one of our children we grieved the most we would both say this one Mm -hmm. wow it was very and that's where you know a lot of people walk through miscarriage Mm -hmm. and oh you'll be fine. You'll get pregnant again. Mm-hmm. Like it'll be okay. You're young. And it's like invalidating mm-hmm. and all of these things that I just really wanted to throw out and be like, this is, I just can't fill my mind with that. And so I just want to honor the people that are walking through miscarriage that it is not easy. Mm-hmm. Well, invalidating is a good that. word. It, that is a good word. Because yeah. you're right. It, it's not just, it's a life, you mm-hmm. know, it might've mm-hmm. been a young life, but that's my, my, my miscarriage, I, I felt, why am I so, I, we didn't have her that long. And the Lord said, because she really was alive. You know, mm-hmm. it really was alive. Right. And I mean, I think of the verse that, you know, God says in the Psalms that I knit you together mm-hmm. in your mother's womb. And not just that, but I formed you in the depths of the earth. Mm-hmm. And so before she was even our thought, she was God's thought. Amen. And so with that, it's the beauty of she was always supposed to be here and my mm-hmm. time with her was so short mm-hmm. that it felt cruel mm-hmm. um, and it felt like that it wasn't fair and all the and so a lot of our questions like Jake said were God why would you let this happen right. if you're a good God and you love me and you love my family and all these things that you say that who you are in the Bible I don't know if I can believe this mm-hmm. about you about who you are I don't like this God mm-hmm. and a God like this doesn't let my my children die and a God like this and we really wrestled with that but I think one of the things that I love about God is you know if you look at you know the story of Jacob love the story of Jacob I mean I'm married to a Jake so I'm like partially um but one of the things that I love about it is that he wrestled with God mm-hmm. and that is one of the things that I go back to because whenever we are having these questions people are like oh I I can't even talk to people about my questions because these are not good questions and I want to be like Ooh, oh God loves those questions right. yes, he does. because God entered into that with Jacob and wrestled those out with him and I think God invites us to say hey you got questions I'm not always going to give you the answers but I will wrestle this out with you because I love you and so that was where 
for months and months I landed with God was just wrestling with him. Um, but in wrestling with mm-hmm. him, I realized that his character um, was one that was trustworthy and mm-hmm. one that loved my family and is for my family. Like I think sometimes we forget that our our God is not just for us, but he loves our kids. Mm-hmm. He loves life. He's a God of creation. And so if he creates, it's always on purpose and it's always valued and it all there's always a reason why and it's a life to be celebrated like you said mm, it's right. always to be celebrated no matter if it's eight weeks or 80 years mm-hmm. it's always life is of him and it's supposed to be celebrated Amen. sure so after after months of grieving Sawyer and I, I, I think you still grieve Sawyer you always know? Um, but when did y'all decide like okay we would like to possibly try again or how did that come back up? One of the things that they told us in our um, in our doctor's appointment was like, this happens, y'all can get pregnant again, you can try right away. There's, it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. And so we did, mm-hmm. we tried right away um, and didn't end up. And I don't necessarily think we were ready to try again. I think that we just were, knew that we wanted kids and mm-hmm. we just kind of, you know, we're trying again. Right. Maybe thinking that would fix it. Yeah. It wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. No. So I think that was part of the reason it took us a long time to recover was we thought that just getting pregnant again would heal our grief. And that was not the case. It wasn't. Yeah. Um, and so we started trying right again and we ended up getting I guess diagnosed with secondary infertility mm-hmm. because we got pregnant with Sawyer and then lost her in June, kept trying again. And so seven months went by and, you know, doctors were like, let's run tests. Why is this not happening? You know, let's do all the things. And so, um, we were doing, uh, shots and trigger shots and, you know, um, taking medication and, and trying to do all the things to have a baby. Right. And that requires so much time and attention and effort. And (laughs) it's like a second part-time job on the side while trying to live your life and pretend that, that you are okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's going back to, it made like having a baby feel like, you know, it should be, I've heard some people say this before, it should be fun and free. Yes. And it was not. <laughs> yeah. It Neither was, of those things. No. It was, yeah, it felt like it was a recipe and everything had to be added at the correct time. And so it really took this like fun and free thing mm-hmm. to be, you know, very calculated. And yeah. um, that was really, that made it even harder on our marriage mm-hmm. because we were like, you know, we, intimacy is such a, you know, sweet thing with, within a marriage and it took that from us mm-hmm. too. And so we were not only grieving, but we were struggling in other areas of our, our relationship too. Um, it just took a toll on pretty much everything. Not to mention the couples that say, well, just trust God and, and rely on his timing. And yeah. you're like, oh, if I if I just trusted him. <laughs> right. yeah. And right. there's that balance of how much effort, human effort do we put into trying to conceive and trying to um, figure out the medical aspect of it, which can be really exhausting. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't ever talked to someone who've walked through the medical side of it, you're actually really surprised. Like you want to look at every single person mm-hmm. that you see and be like, do you know how much of a miracle you are? <laughs> right. Like, do you know how everything had to be in the right place at the right time yes. and this had to be here and this had to be here and then you had to be carried for this long? 
you, my friend, are a miracle. Don't you ever forget it. <laughs> that's um, right. And literally, that's how I think. Every single time, I mean, right after, which we'll get into this, right after one of our pregnancies that we lost, we went to Disney World. And I remember looking at all these kids and being like, what? And the, how are y'all all here? This is <laughs> Only amazing. God. Only God. <laughs> Only there, God. Literally, if you look at all of the children, you know there's a God. That's mm. right. That's Amen. right. So, so when did you get pregnant again? I'll let you take this one. How long did it take us to get pregnant with Baron? Seven months. Seven months. Going on eight. Yeah. Yeah. Jake doesn't remember all of the exact timing. Well, there's a lot of, well, there's there's a lot of kids and pregnancies to keep <laughs> yes. up with. Yes. So. As far as the timing goes, yeah. he's not. But I love you still. Yeah. <laughs> um, so December of 2016, at the very end of that year, okay. um, it was kind of like our last thing before our doctor was like, other hey, options. let's explore other options. We're going to give it one last try. So we um, did that trigger shot, and that one was, mm. it felt like a redemption song be, in so many ways because we didn't have to go, you know, past this point. And um, we got pregnant with our son, Baron, um, and he was due in August, or he was due at the very beginning of September of 2017. Um, and in a lot of ways, he was our redemption song. I mean, Jake, would you can talk about this, but I don't think that we've ever been happier mm. in our lives, in our marriage. There were just so many things that were so healing mm. about him to our marriage, to our family, everything. We were just so expectant mm. um, and that joy of expectancy. Yeah, so. when we found out we were pregnant, one, that was just the start of it. And then, you know, obviously days and weeks went by and we were not expectant, but fearful of miscarriage yeah. again. And mm -hmm. then when we got past, you know, the first trimester and all that stuff, you know, it was just like, I can relax. right, kind of, you know, take a deep breath each week and month that passed or whatever. And, um, but we were very, very expectant of, you know, redemption and mm -hmm. in a way it was. And, right. um, like and it was great. Like even our healthy anatomy scan. Right. It mm. was like. Oh, this is, thank you, you know, Jesus. thank you, Jesus. Yeah. All the tests, always perfect, always right. Like never once had a problem with mm -hmm. this pregnancy. Not, not even one, not even like a question of there might be something wrong here. It was just, we just had the best time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So through the pregnancy, everything is good, perfectly mm -hmm. normal, perfectly, perfectly normal. normal. And then um, at 35 weeks and two days, I went into labor, which was unexpected. Um, I had a little bit, towards the very last week, about 34 weeks, I went in to get checked, and um, he was like, you have a little bit more fluid than, you know, you should, but that, you know, it can give and take, and there's nothing to be concerned about. And then um, we, at 35 weeks, he was like, you know what, let's just, take you to go see, I don't see any issues. Like he came in and looked at the ultrasound. I don't see any issues, but let's send you to a high risk doctor just to, you'll get some great pictures. Like mm -hmm. we're just going to just rule all the things out. Cause he's like, I just can't see great on this one. And a high risk doctor has a better ultrasound and they'll be able to just give us peace of mind and you'll get some great pictures. Um, but my appointment for that was 35 weeks and three days. And I went into labor with him at 35 weeks and two days. So literally mm -hmm. the day before my appointment wow. in August, or actually July of 2017. And I remember calling Jake, my two sisters, my mom, nobody answered. Oh, goodness. And I was like, 
I'm 35 weeks pregnant. I need someone to answer the phone. But anyways, everyone called me back, but my water um, broke at my house. And so um, thankfully, Jake came, drove home. He lives, he works. I returned the call. I, I, <laughs> he returned yeah. the call. Um, he works about 20 minutes away. Mm-hmm. And so he hightailed it to our house to come pick me up. And That my, day, it was about a 12-minute drive. Yeah. <laughs> Typically, it's 20. True. Um, and then my, because I was, you know, in fear, and I called my midwife, and yeah. she was like, you need to get to a hospital mm. right away. And that was like very concerning. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I immediately went from zero to a hundred as mm-hmm. far as anxiety levels. And then, um, my sweet sister came, cleaned up my house. And then my mm-hmm. other sister, um, went with us to just, my mom was out of town and, um, my, my oldest sister, she is like, I mean, we could go a whole episode talking about how wonderful she is to me, but anyway, mm-hmm. she went with us and, um, was there for support and we really couldn't thank her enough. So mm-hmm. you want to talk about our this so right now we're gonna wrap up this show but we're gonna keep our listeners coming back for more for y'all to finish the story on the next show does that sound good great all right Kendra Mm -hmm. do you want to pray us out this time yeah I'd love to all right well Father God I just thank you for Jake and Jamie's story Lord and um, that you are a God who wrestles with us when we have those hard questions Um, I thank you that we can trust you and your character and that you proved yourself um, trustworthy to this family and Lord we're excited to see the end of their story um, next week in your name we pray amen Amen. Thank y'all for being here. And you can find us at American Family Radio and um, search in Hannah's heart to come back and listen to the rest of their story next week. Mm-hmm.